welcome to the Fixer Upper Marriage Podcast. When fixing up a house, one thing to consider is its curb appeal. It's that first impression from the street. Now, there are several ways to improve curb appeal. You can update the landscaping, fix the driveway, or even paint the front door. Over time, your marriage can lose its curb appeal. It can become dull and undesirable. Today, we will learn how to make your marriage more desirable from 1 Peter chapter 3. So here it is, getting the curb appeal back, making your marriage appealing. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse number 1. Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives, while they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear, whose adorning let it not be of the outward adorning of plaiting the hair and of wearing of gold or of putting on of apparel, but let it be the hidden man of the heart, and that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which in the sight of God is of a great price. For after this manner in the old time the holy women also, who trusted in God, adorned themselves, being in subjection unto their own husbands, even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters ye are as long as ye do well, and are not afraid with any amazement. Likewise ye husbands dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the privilege to open your word and learn about marriage from the Bible. I pray that you help us to take heed to the words of Scripture today. May our marriages be better as a result of hearing the lesson from Scripture today. We ask these things in your name. Amen. What is curb appeal? What exactly does it mean? What's that first impression of a property as seen from the street? Curb appeal creates that wow factor when you pull up to the house. It makes the house stand out from others in the neighborhood. Why is curb appeal important? It increases the value of a house. If you have curb appeal, it makes a house easier to sell. And curb appeal becomes a point of pride to have that best house in the neighborhood. How do you create curb appeal? Well, you can update or upgrade the landscaping. You can put lighting in your property new plants and mulch. You can update or fix the driveway, fix the cracks that are in the driveway. Maybe paint the front door, upgrade the shutters. My house that I live in right now doesn't have a lot of curb appeal. And just over time, the shutters have become faded. The front door needs updated paint. The driveway needs cleaning. The landscaping needs to be touched up. Marriage is a lot like that. You lose that curb appeal in marriage over time. Curb appeal in marriage is that marriage that everyone wants to have. Maybe it's a marriage that you always dreamed about. You know, growing up, I remember dreaming what it would be like to be married and to have a family. And maybe in our mind, we have this picture of what marriage should be. It's curb appeal. What we think marriage should be. What a great marriage is. Marriage that becomes desirable to you. But over time, marriage can lose its appeal. And today we'll consider from the book of 1 Peter three attributes of a desirable marriage. Three attributes of a desirable marriage. Let's look first of all in 1 Peter chapter 3. In the first verse that I read, Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands. So we find here the attitude of a wife in a desirable marriage. A desirable marriage, as the Bible gives us this layout, this formula, if you will, for having that desirable marriage, the attitude of a wife. 
Submission is more powerful than control. You know, society has it wrong today. You know, the feminist movement years ago really made such a hard push to make women to be the same as men. But you know what? Society has it wrong and the Bible has it right. The Bible says that wives be in subjection to your own husbands. And you know, even religious people today have it wrong. The Bible has it right. You know, the Bible commands husbands to love their wives. It does not command husbands to dominate their wives. And the Bible says, likewise, you wives be in subjection to your own husbands. The Bible doesn't promote this idea that women are to be dominated by all men. Know that there's a secret ingredient in marriage that we see here, and that is the wife to be in subjection to her husband. It is not like a wrestling move where the husband puts the wife in some kind of physical bondage, or the wife finally gives in and just uh, does whatever the husband wants. But this subjection is a heart behavior. And we see that next. Behavior preaches better than words. In verse number one, we see it again. If any obey not the word, they may also be one without the word, be won by the conversation of the wives. Behavior preaches better than words. This context is a wife who has an unbelieving husband. And the Bible teaches that this wife with an unbelieving husband can live in such a way in front of him by being a biblical wife and having the attitude of a Bible wife. This woman can preach the Bible to her unbelieving husband. He may never go to church. He may never open the words of Scripture. But the wife can live out the Bible through the way she lives her life in front of him. She doesn't have to harass him. She doesn't have to bribe him. She doesn't have to threaten him to get right with God. She just lives the Christian life in front of him. And the Bible says he may be won by her conversation. Now, the word conversation, I said, it means behavior. And in the King James Bible, uses the word conversation. You know, it's no mistake. That's one thing I love about the King James Bible. Maybe someone would try to correct the Bible and say, look, Conversation really means behavior. And let's change that word in the Bible. But really, it's no mistake that the Bible uses the word conversation because the way you talk to your spouse makes all the difference in the behavior that you have. The way you treat your spouse, the behavior that you have, is defined by the conversation that you use. And the Bible says that if we have that submissive uh, conversation as a wife, if you have that submissive submissive spirit about you, that submissive conversation that the husband can be won by the conversation of the wives. And many people can attest to the fact that their spouse has been saved as a result of watching their own lives, of watching the way they have lived, the conversation, the behavior that they had. I think about my wife's biological father. He became interested in the things of God. We had prayed for him for many years, and he became interested in spiritual things, and one day he became a Christian. He made that choice to put his faith in Christ. It wasn't long after as he lived a new life in Christ, and as he began to seek the Lord in his life daily, as he lived that in front of his wife, it wasn't long before his wife came to know the Lord as well, and many can attest that the words of Scripture are true and right in this area. Behavior preaches better than words. Reverence corrects better than badgering. Look at verse number two. While they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear, reverence corrects better than badgering. 
You know, women have an instinctive need for love. And women have this need for love, and everything in their life is defined by this feeling of love and the love that her husband should have for him. Everyone, I think, would agree that that love should be an unconditional love, and that's the love that women seek from their husband. But you know, men also have this instinctive need for respect and admiration, and the Bible makes it clear. Behold, while they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear. This fear here is kind of like the fear that I have for the Lord. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And I have this fear of the Lord, not that I'm afraid of him, or not that I'm afraid that he might hurt me or harm me in some way. Or, But you know, when I see the Lord and when I think about him, I know that he loves me. And I have this reverent, reverential fear of him. I have this reverential trust. I respect the Lord in my life. And you know, the same way with the relationship with a husband and a wife. That if you respect your husband, ma'am, it changes everything because he has this instinctive need for respect and admiration, just like you have an instinctive need for unconditional love. And you know, that love should be unconditional. A lot of women would say, well, my husband needs to prove his worth. He needs to earn my respect. You know, that's not the way it should be. Respect your husband without conditions. You you should offer him respect and you should offer him honor as your husband. Respect is the key to making a man happy. You know that men will go to join the military. They'll sign up and they will give their lives for honor. They will die for other men on the battlefield. They have Men have this code of honor. And if you give them respect and reverence, it changes everything in marriage. And we see that this is mentioned in the Bible. They behold your chaste conversation Coupled with fear, that's a respect and showing reverence to your husband. It changes everything. But not only that, but the appearance of a wife in desirable marriage. We see in our text today, in verse number three, who's adorning, let it not be that outward adorning of plating of the hair and wearing of gold or of putting on of apparel. You know, looking good is really overrated. The Bible's not saying that you should not look nice. The Bible's not saying that you shouldn't uh, plate your hair or comb your hair or that you shouldn't wear jewelry or that you shouldn't put on uh, nice clothes. That's not what the Bible's saying. Well, that would be terrible. One of the things about my wife that drew me to her was I thought she was physically attractive and she still is. She's a very attractive lady. But you know what? God is not unhappy when a woman wants to look nice. But you know, looking good is something that is just overrated, especially in our society today. And we see that alluded to here in scripture. Sure, a wife should look nice for her husband. You know, we have pushed this image thing too far. You know, we have in our mind the perfect figure. We call it the Barbie figure, just for a woman to look perfect. And Hollywood has promoted this idea of a flawless wife. And these actresses in Hollywood spend hours and hours in the gym with personal trainers. And they spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on uh, looking, having their body shaped perfectly, of having plastic surgeries. And you see a, a movie star, an actress, and she'll have a baby and you can't even tell that she's had a baby. And in real life, we know it's not really that way that Things change, and we know that you can't necessarily always have this perfect figure, but that image has just been pushed too far. But the Bible teaches us that that, that is overrated, that, that that is something that is not as important as matters of the heart. And we see that in verse 4, but let it be the hidden man of the heart, 
in that which is not corruptible. Character is powerful. Character is something very powerful. The condition of your heart is more important than the way you look. Your faith and having the joy of the Lord is something that makes you beautiful. And this is a beauty that never fades. Even after having babies, you can still be beautiful and have this beautiful Christian godly character about you. Even as you're getting older and your body changes, you can still have a beautiful spirit about you. This beautiful spirit of being filled with the Spirit and loving the Lord and having the joy of the Lord in your heart. Character is a powerful thing in marriage. In verse number 4, we also see that meekness is irresistible. Even the ornament, the Bible says, of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. Meekness is irresistible. God says that a meek and a quiet spirit are valuable. Listen to this. Listen to these words of Proverbs. In Proverbs chapter 29, Proverbs chapter 21 and verse number 9, it is better to dwell in a corner of the housetop than with a brawling woman in a wide house. And just, just so that we make sure, the Bibles make sure that we got this, in Proverbs chapter 25 and verse number 24, the Bible is almost the same thing again in the words of wisdom in the Proverbs, the great wise book of the Bible. It is better to dwell in the corner of a housetop than with a brawling woman and in a wide house. Listen to this in Proverbs 27, 15. A continual dropping in a very rainy day and a contentious woman are alike. God says that a meek and a quiet spirit are a valuable thing. And sometimes women do not always realize what they're doing to their marriage and in their home. In love, they want to fix their husbands. They see a way to make their home better, or they see something that their spouse is doing. It may be hurting their love. It may be making their marriage not what it should be. So in an attempt to fix things, in an attempt to make things better, and sometimes even out of love, maybe they will begin to nag, or maybe they'll begin to try to correct their husband constantly. And this is something that really causes a lot of problems in marriage. But God says that a meek and quiet spirit are something that's very valuable and meekness is something that can change a marriage. So we see the attitude of the wife in marriage makes all the difference in the world. And we see the appearance of a wife in a desirable marriage. Her appearance in the heart makes all the difference in the world. But also we see the actions of a husband. The actions of a husband. In verse number 7, Likewise ye husbands dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. The actions of a husband in a desirable marriage. The Bible says dwell with them according to knowledge, so you should know your wife. You should pay attention to the details. You know what? There's importance. There's an important thing to my wife, and that is the importance of dates. Dates, to me, may not be that much of a critical thing. The moments are. But maybe just the actual date may not be that important. But you know, the importance of dates with my wife is critical to her. Our wedding date is a very critical thing. To remember the anniversary of a wedding is huge. Any married man will tell you that the wedding date is a very important date. And just remembering those moments and those dates and those details, the importance of sharing. You have noticed something about my wife that's different than me. And when I have a conversation with a guy, and maybe we're talking about football, we'll have our little conversation and we'll go on, maybe go into great detail 
about football and really get into our conversation. And then in a few minutes, the conversation kind of winds down. We're done with what we're saying. And that's kind of it. That's kind of the end of it. And we just walk off. And that's the end of the conversation. But you know, my wife is a little different. Sometimes my wife talks to me and it's the conversation that we're having. And the conversation that we're having is like an open conversation. She may be talking to me for a few minutes and then um, she starts to do something else. But that conversation is something that is always open and maybe she may want to continue that conversation. And I'm the type of person that I've already gone out in my own world and I have a one track mind and I'm focused on something else. And my wife is trying to have that continual conversation. But women are that way. It's like a conversation is open-ended. So they want to keep having this conversation. And sometimes it causes conflict. But the Bible says that you should know your wife. And we all know that women speak in code. I mean, they have a special code, a special way of communicating. They don't come right out and say something, but they really mean something else. What they say doesn't always mean what they actually want you to, to hear. Women speak in code. You know what? When my wife says, I don't have anything to wear, and I go look in our closet, and our closet is slam-packed. I mean, there's nowhere to put my clothes hardly. The closet's so full. But she says, I don't have anything to wear. That's code speak. What she means is, you need to buy me some new clothes. I need some new clothes. It's like women have this code, this different language than men have. And they want us to be sensitive enough to know what they really need. They want us to be sensitive to be able to recognize what they're really saying, what the real meaning is to what they're saying. So the Bible says husbands are to know their wives, to dwell with them according to knowledge, giving unto the wife, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, the Bible says. Give honor to your wife. You know what? This whole feminist thing is just really messed up our society. That men are supposed to be the same as women. And you know what? That is not true. Women are different than men. In the beginning, God created man, and then he created woman, and he created man with these instinctive needs that only a woman could fulfill. Adam had these needs, and when God made Eve, she was designed to fulfill those needs in his life. And the same thing with Eve. She was designed with these needs that could only be met in marriage the way that God intended it. But God made man and woman different. No, we're not the same. We are different. In fact, the Bible teaches that women should be treated better than men. That's right, giving honor to your wife as into the weaker vessel. Weaker vessel means emotionally. Your wife has a need for attention, protection, and love. Give honor to your wife. Treat your wife as a joint heir in Christ. Look in verse number 7 again. And as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Treat your wife as joint heir in Christ. You know, Christian marriage is something real unique in that a husband and a wife that are saved and they're together. There's also another part of our relationship, and that is that we both know the Lord, that we're both Christians, that we both have a home in heaven. We have this other part of our relationship where we're like brothers and sisters in Christ. It's a unique bond that we share as Christians in our marriage and our love for each other is also bound by our love for the Lord. You should treat your wife as a joint heir in Christ. She's not something that you're supposed to conquer or to dominate or always get your will, but to love and to honor and cherish your wife 
is important. Treat your wife as a joint heir in Christ. Over time, a house just naturally loses its curb appeal, as we talked about earlier. You know, the landscape gets overgrown. The paint fades. The driveway cracks. The same things happen in marriage. It goes from the start of being appealing and exciting to neglected and dull. But you can choose to implement changes to refresh the curb appeal of your marriage right now. You can make that choice right now to make your marriage better, to make your marriage more appealing, to make your marriage desirable. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for this day. Thank you for the privilege to be uh, in your house and the privilege to be able to open the Word of God and to share the words of Scripture today. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to apply the words of Scripture to our heart, to take heed to what you're saying, and to live a life in marriage that's pleasing to you. Lord, we know that if we put our faith in you, if we put our faith in the Word of God and we live out the Scriptures every day, you can do great things. You can do amazing things in our marriage. Lord, help us to live out the words of Scripture in our marriage. We ask these things. 